Hello, adventurers, and welcome to the Mike Flayers podcast, coming to you in the form of a contract that was given to you by that mysterious cloaked figure in the tavern. I'm your host, Connor O'Brien, and joining me as always is my co-host, Martin O'Dwyer. Hey, Connor, it's Greg. What's going on? I'm doing well, buddy. How are you getting on today? I'm doing doing solid. I would say solid is a good word. It's been an eventful start to the new year, but less said about that, the better. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is late. It is like coming up on half nine at night and i'm so i think we're both actually very tired at the moment <laughs> if you couldn't tell from the bags and the ways yeah I'm, I'm a little tired but i'm i'm excited i'm looking forward to this i'm excited to like talk about what we're going to talk about today i think it's it's, it's it'll be a fun chat yeah actually it's it's fun because as long it's a weird thing as long as we've been playing what we're going to talk about today is uh in one topic we'll say is something that i personally have not delved into before and i actually found it super interesting um so Martin, today I thought it'd be kind of interesting if we talk about how other people, mm-hmm. maybe people listening, uh, can get into D and D. How you can start playing D and D, and what it takes to get started in the hobby. Um, because honestly, um, it can seem like a bit of a hurdle, but really D and D has a very very low bar of entry as yeah. long as you're willing to do just a, just a little bit of reading. Yeah, it's uh, a, a very it... low bar of entry it's definitely intimidating from the outset particularly like if because like i know you've you've probably done it too but like i have friends who don't play D, and i've been yeah. like oh my god let me show you this hilarious clip from this podcast i watch called critical role and it's like something <laughs> dumb grog did in campaign one that's just universally funny and everyone gets it and then like i think probably i'm not to say that 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 kind of weirds people out but i think just people are like see how much is involved like your character and everything and it, it can look very intimidating from the outset but like realistically it's it's more like a series of like small tasks you do like just like you gradually build on as you play more i i get the opposite effect from that where i'll be like oh my god you gotta check out this hilarious thing that happened to this D podcast watch this and then I'll show them. And I'm like, did you? Did you uh, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, that's just a bunch of people sitting at a table. And I'm like, no, but you got, you got to imagine what they're about. <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's how it, that, I, I, no, no, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> or like, you have to do the thing where you're like, look, at, let's watch a funny video and you hit play on the video and then you immediately pause it and go, right, context. Yeah. And you look like and you look like Charlie Day, just going, <laughs> this person and this person and this person. I'm not crazy, I swear. <laughs> But this guy's this guy's brother, but they don't know yeah. that until season two. Yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah. just oh my god. And yeah, he killed uh... her father, but she doesn't know. Like yeah, you know that thing. And you you look you look like the psycho and dressed. Your friends are like, yeah. We'll watch this uh, because we're your friend. I show you this two minute yeah. YouTube video. Allow me to show you my my thirty five minute PowerPoint presentation on why this is funny. Yeah. Do you have a moment to spare to, to talk of our Lord and Master Matt Mercer? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's honestly trying to explain. I find the one of the initial hurdles of getting into the game is understanding the concept uh, of it's a bunch of adults sitting at a table playing make believe mm. and no one being serious. <laughs> yeah, get getting people over that can be a, a hurdle initially. Yeah, because like it's it's funny as well. Like the ideas people have because the most common one that I've had because like in my previous job I was very open like I was very open about like love and D&D and like there was a couple of people in the office that played D&D as well um so like it was it was it would be well known that I that I played D&D and like some some and like one of my friends that I work he was an older he was an older guy um one day I was I was just standing outside working him while he was out while he's having a smoke and I, he was like so explain this D&D thing to me I saw you I saw you posting about it so I was like do you all just like sit around and like play on a board game and imagine what's happening and I was like 
kind of but like no board game and then like i kind of tried to like explain it to him and the best way i could think of explaining it to him at the time was like okay so one person writes a story and the rest of us play characters in it but we can also influence the story and anytime you want to do something you basically will have to like roll a dice and that determines like how well you do it that's a fairly solid explanation to to it yeah, it's it, yeah. it was a bit bare bones, I thought, but like it, that was kind of the best way I could explain to him. And he still didn't quite get it, but I think a lot of the time, probably the best way to actually introduce someone to it is to be like, hey, if you're interested, do you want to like sit down and watch a game or like watch, come by for like an hour and sit down and like yeah, watch totally, and see yeah. how we play um, and see what it's like? Um, and I think that's a much better way of doing it because I think as well with. Um, or, you know, you could link someone on a podcast and be like, hey, you know, if you've, like, time to spare, this is a, you can kind of get an idea of how it goes. But I think probably yeah. the best option is, hey, if you want to sit in on one of our games, um, you can you can have a watch and see how we play and see how it works. Yeah, either either watching other people play, whether that's on a podcast or a YouTube video or in person, is yeah. just, just seeing it in action. I'm, kind of, I'm just that way in general. I, I learn by doing and seeing someone do it don't tell me how to do it show me how to do it and then i'll just replicate that that's me kind of in every facet of life i believe that's called um, being a, a kinesthetic learner that's very interesting and i'm going to google that later so i can learn more about it <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah no that's like that's absolutely what it is for me um it's actually really funny when you mentioned about trying to explain that it's a board game without a board game it's mm-hmm. a very funny scene uh, in season two of community uh, the episode entitled Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. I've actually seen it's that a great episode. episode. <laughs> uh, uh, it is a bit where Troy looks at the table. They all have their character sheets and Troy looks at the table and says, shouldn't there be some pieces or something to Jenga? I then Abed actually gives a very yeah. proper explanation. He's like, no, this is a, a role-playing game. It takes place entirely within, within our collective imaginations. Uh, and then Abed goes, ooh, Neil. Well, Troy goes, ooh, Neil. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, it's it's a really it's a good explanation um, in that you know it's a it's a shared storytelling experience. Mm-hmm. Um, what I wanted to talk about, and what I mentioned a minute ago, actually two seconds, I have to start a timer, which I always forget to do at the start of the podcast <laughs> because apparently that's just who I am. Uh, this is why we always run over on our podcast because I never set a bloody timer. Um, so uh, what I wanted to talk about uh, and what I was uh, looking up earlier on before the podcast, I've never once looked at the basic rules and by that i mean i've never looked at the basic rules handout that is free on the wizards of the coast website mm. uh, obviously i have the player's handbook and stuff like that uh, and i've read it cover to cover but um i was looking through it today and honest to god i was shocked at how much they give you for free yeah you can run a level one to twenty campaign if you're resourceful enough you can run a level one to twenty campaign without paying a single yep dollar euro and pound, in- whatever you could even just go back and go through all the unearthed arcana on uh on yeah. the website and get those because more uh, they're all yeah. I, I, all extra classes so basically for those who don't know uh the like I, i've kind of looked at it and kind of the different levels of buy-in you can have at dnd mm. the absolute bare minimum that you need to run this game is you need to go online to wizards of the coast and download the basic rule set what you get in that i was really kind of shocked at how much they give you in this um so you get four classes, four races, selection of spells, a decent selection of monsters, mm-hmm. uh, and even some magic, some kind of more common magic items. Uh, by that I mean, there's a couple of rares and stuff in there, but I mean, like, 
the ones you'd find people would be liking to have. They're very obscure. Um, so they give you, in terms of races, both hill and mountain dwarf, uh, wood and high elf, uh, both types of halfling, and then humans. That's I mean, super solid. That's your fellowship right there. Yeah, Mountain Dwarf is um like in terms of like your starting stat bonuses, Mountain Dwarf is one of the best races you can choose if you're just Big all about two and two. Yeah, two and two. Strength like if you're con, if you're yeah. just all about optimizing your character and you don't and like and you're just looking like the best build and you want to go like that numerical thing, like Mountain Dwarf, hell of a hell of a race. Mountain Dwarf's great. Very great. Uh so they give you those those two straight off. Great. You have your elves, good magic users, you have mm-hmm. halflings, uh, which are make like good rogues or anything. But obviously you can mix and match. Uh, Halfling barbarian, man. Halfling barbarian. <laughs> Death to kneecaps everywhere. And uh, and yeah, and then human. And then you get... They're, they're a little bit tight on... Because you only get one subclass for each of the yeah. uh, classes they give you. But they give you they're light a, cleric. Yeah, Sorry, go on. Uh, I was just going to say, I don't think they're bad ones either. Like I, 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 Oh, no. They're, they're kind of your... your I don't want to say they're the basic class for each or subclass for each of these because that sounds bad, mm. but they are kind of the uh, the, the quintessential yeah. of that particular class. Yeah. So they give you the life cleric, mm. which is basically the extra healing cleric. Yeah, pretty much uh, the best healer you, the you can have. Absolutely, yeah. They give you the the champion fighter, which uh, I solid often, and simple. I, yeah, I I often give out about the champion fighter being a little bit. Uh, bland, which mm. is funny because it's the that's the exact opposite of the argument I gave as to why fighters <laughs> are really good because yeah. they don't have a lot of flavor. They're, um, the only issue with that, like I like I think, but I think the reason it's included in a starter set is that it's most of what you have to pay attention to is passive rather than active. Like you don't have to choose yeah. to activate an ability; it's pretty much always on. And like uh, champion fighter crit crit on a nineteen or a twenty, and then as yeah. you level crit from eighteen, nineteen, or twenty. Oh, yeah, man. exactly. Yeah, so good. Uh, so that's that's really really good. Uh, rogue th- or thief rogue rogue thief. Mm-hmm. I can't. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then you have your evocation wizard. Mm-hmm. So that's that's right. That's your support, your tank, your specialist, and your blaster, your glass cannon. Absolutely. Um, I mean that's that's a perfectly rounded party right there. And the thing is, they um, you can if you buy that's the basic rule set that you can get there. Um, that's entirely free. You download a PDF. There, it's all there, ready for. I the believe goal. it also includes character sheets in it too. Well, that, the basic rule set has the blank slate ones so you mm-hmm. can print off. The starter set, which you can get, which costs about twenty quid, and um, that comes with dice and the four or five, I think five pre-made characters. Oh no, sorry, that's what I meant. It's like the 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 classic traditional like blank one with the dragon on the side and stuff that you just yeah yeah. Sorry, there's there is a template for that at the at the end of the of the PDF. And I'm like, but I mean, even mm-hmm. just that's four and four. You can make any combination of those classes and and races. Mm-hmm. Um, even a few bad. It's not all the backgrounds, but there is like maybe six or seven backgrounds too. You can make some really good combinations in there. Um, it's actually funny because I was reading through it earlier on, and I'm I'm looking at it, and I'd like I was thinking to myself, oh. I'd, I'd actually kind of love to do like a level one to ten campaign and tell you guys you can only pick stuff that appears in the basic rule set. I thought Ooh, that'd be very cool. That's an interesting challenge. Yeah. So only life cleric, champion fighter, rogue thief, evocation wizard. That'd be a, a very interesting uh, campaign for players who are advanced as our party is. Full know? plate male, great axe user, champion fighter. <laughs> 
<laughs> that, would, that would work. That works perfect. I, I was oh, like, what's the action. what's what's the most amount of damage you can do <laughs> with one of these spells? Hmm. But like that's that's great. Like I said, you get a, a selection of spells. You don't. I don't think you get the entire spell list for cleric or wizard, but you get a decent one. Yeah. And then you, the the monster selection in this is better than that that's in the player's handbook, because you get basically all those like humanoid ones and the animals and stuff like that that are kind of basic ones in the player's handbook. They've also thrown in adult red dragon, uh, like Oof. like what's it, uh, young green dragon, griffins, stone golems, flesh golems, like a handful of other monsters that would make for some really really good adventures. Yeah. Um, I think they've done yeah, a good I, job I, of um, including like sort of iconic examples of each part of what you yeah. need to play a D and D. Like you know, you've got like you're saying there, you've got like your 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 kind of not cliche. I was saying like not cliche, but your your um archetypal, um archetypical um like subclasses for each of the classes, yeah, and then you've absolutely. got um you've got your you've got the like, like I said the fellowship in terms of like the races, um and then you've also got like like red dragon like adult red dragon is pretty much it's like that or a beholder or like the D D monsters yeah exactly like, it's so iconic you can you could i was looking at it and i was kind of going through the list and i'm like what what do we have here and what could you do and i'm like yeah what with what's there you can play the hobbit adventure you can go <laughs> to the mountain fight the red dragon there's wargs on the list there's bandits there's orcs um there's a whole bunch of stuff I'd be um, curious if that was intentional. Maybe. Oh, I, I would. I would love to but, think uh, it is. Wizards in the Tolkien can... estate don't have the greatest history. <laughs> well, yeah, let's not get into that. <laughs> uh, there's a reason they're called halflings. Yes, um, <laughs> a legal but, um, reason. <laughs> legal reasons that they're called halflings. Um, but yeah, I just I was actually kind of blown away at how much they give you in this free supplement. Um, they even give you magic items, like they have goggles of night. Uh, a couple of ones, a plus plus one, two, three armor, plus one, two, three weapon. Um, oh, gloves of swimming and climbing. There's a few things, and I was like, do you know what? Uh, like, you can do this, right? The only thing you need if you get these base rules, mm -hmm. uh, and then I actually looked online for like free dice rollers. Turns out Google just has one built oh, yeah. into Google, Google, Google browser. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, other than the fact that. Uh, it doesn't have the fancy animations that D&D yeah. &D Beyond has. It's and you can't, pretty much on par. Like, and you can't roll advantage or disadvantage together. You just have to roll twice. But uh, yeah, it's no, it's like true, yeah. surprisingly really good. Um, it does have a modifier thing uh, where you can add in, like, I want a plus five modifier on this roll. Oh, okay. And then you can roll the 20 and it'll add it automatically That's for you. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly, it was it's it's. I it took me three seconds to type that in, and it immediately came up in the browser. You don't even need to buy dice. That's how easy it is to get into D and D. Mm -hmm. You get open everyone open up your browser on your phone, type this in or whatever, uh, and then get the basic rules open. Uh, scribble together some character sheets. Uh, all the magic, uh, combat, exploration rules are all included. Uh, damage types and all that stuff. Uh, oh my God, Martin. I just remembered the thing I wanted to talk about. <laughs> okay, we're changing course. <laughs> oh, cancel the podcast. This is what we're talking No, I'm going to note this down. I just remembered. I, uh, I thought this was such an interesting talking point. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I feel like such a dull. For context, uh, about three hours oh, ago-ish, I, I thought of this thing I wanted to talk about with Martin. 
I was like, I'm going to know this album before I forget it again. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about this thing and I thought, huh, that's an intro. I'm bigging this up too much. People are going to be like, holy shit, Connor has the holy grail of questions. <laughs> Do you know what? It's just an interesting talking point. But I was thinking about it and I thought to myself, this is really, really good. It'll be good chat. I can have with Martin. Mm. Um, and then I forgot it and then I couldn't remember i'm like i know it's like a good question and it's like a one line question i can't remember what it is and i was honestly the past like three or four hours trying to remember what the hell it was and i told Matt before the podcast that i had a good talking point and i forgot it and then i told him also that i would cancel the whole goddamn <laughs> podcast and we'd we'd start again i we won't start again we're on a roll here um, we also spent like, about the last two hours before starting the podcast just every so often me going remember it now no sorry not a clue yeah no yeah no <laughs> I did. I honestly, I'd given up hope, and then for no reason whatsoever, uh, that that sparked what I wanted to talk about. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, just two seconds. I'm typing this out. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think what Connor was was saying to sum up while he's jotting that down is, you would be surprised how easily you can get into D and D without paying a single cent. Uh, you just need to do a little bit of searching. Uh, I think it might be a good idea if we maybe link the free basic rules in the description of the video for uh, anyone yeah, if who's you guys watching us on YouTube. Uh, we'll pop that down below. It's it's yeah. it's a PDF as you can download, and it's a decent size, and it has all the rules and everything. Even some really cool art, like the little they look like sketches or doodles, mm. but they, it, it kind of adds to the simplicity of what you're getting in this. Um, but yeah, honestly, like I'm the kind of person that if I see basic or starter, I tend to like. This is just me. I tend to throw myself headfirst into things. Mm. Um, so if I saw that, I would tend to shy away from it. So I'm like, I don't want that basic set. I want, I want yeah. the proper thing with all the rules. All the rules are in this. Totally. Like pretty much all, all the stuff you would ever need for running a game. I looked at it. I'm like, I could run a, I could run a level one to twenty campaign here with just these rules. There's enough in it. I could do that. Yeah. The, o- the only thing, like, like it's you have everything you really need. It's more so just like you might find a small lack of variety as compared to someone who is maybe like the player's handbook and the Dungeon Oh yeah, Oscar well, and yeah, and, like, and as well as that, like, um, obviously you only have the classes and, and races presented totally. to you to, co- to combine. So uh, don't get me wrong, if you're first-time players, though, that's what I'm saying. If you're first-time players mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, we, we want to play this game, um, you have loads here to work with. Absolutely. I mean, four classes and four races may not seem like a lot, but I mean... There really is a lot in here. You could you can mix and match those any which yes. way. Like are are feats in the basic set? I can't remember. No, they oh, mention okay. feats, um, but they uh they it basically just gives you the basic explanation where they say feats are a thing, mm-hmm. uh you'll find it in the player's handbook on this page. Uh you can take them when you would normally take an ASI. Okay. Um that's one thing I would do as well if I did run that one to ten campaign using only these rules, I wouldn't let you guys take feats oh. in the old ASIs. Why do you hurt I, me so? Why do you I just hurt think it'd be so cool far. to get like a nice vanilla game going. I'll have you hunt down a red dragon and steal its gold. Oh, <laughs> uh, again. <laughs> again. Oh, yeah, if, again. If we're, yeah, if we're sorry, playing yeah. that, I'm playing a dex character this time, because I got blowtorched last time. Well, yeah. yeah. Can't be helped, sorry. Anyway, um, so uh, shall, are, we, are we changing tack here, or shall we continue on? No, no, I got more to talk about on this. Okay. We'll come back. Okay. Stay tuned we'll, we'll start later in the podcast when Connor talks about the ultimate talking point. Not because it's particularly good, just because it's the last one. Literally, it's the, like, it's yeah, the final. It the ultimate, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's the final talking point. Um, there are better talking points available. Um, yeah, but uh, what was I going to say? 
You were yeah, talking so about levels dice, of buy-in. Yeah, well, well, dice rolling. Uh, oh, and like theater of the mind. Obviously, this will mm. all take place in theater of the mind. Uh, for those who don't know, that is basically when you're not tracking your position in a fight on a, a board with pieces or anything like that. You all just act it out, and the DM knows in their head, right? I know the archer decided that he wants mm. to move away, so he's like sixty feet away. I know that the fighter is right up close with the troll currently, so you kind of do it out that way. Now. We talked briefly about the starter set. Mm-hmm. In the starter set, you have um, the starting quest, which takes you levels one to five, which is the the infamous Lost Minds of Fandelver. Ah, um, uh, yes, yes. It, it is like the uh, the the starting quest uh, for a lot of people who played Five E uh, because it's the first one that came out with the basic rules. Uh, I would like to offer an alternative. You would have to be willing to put the money in to buy an extra book, but me, this hooks me way more. As a as a starting quest, and I I would think I got my book, my copy of this before. Mm-hmm. Ah, Dragon Heist. What a deep Dragon Heist is such a good like level. It's levels one to five, and it's honestly, it, again, you have to pay for it, which is kind of the downside. But if you're willing to throw somebody this, this is a great starting adventure, and mm-hmm. um, it's so cool. It takes place in the city of Waterdeep, which is this huge. Um, like metropolis city um you basically do some quests at the start which involve like some crime syndicates and stuff like that and in the end then there's actually four separate ways of playing it you choose a season you go you know spring summer autumn uh spring summer fall winter and then based on what season you want to play the game what time frame there's a different big bat so you're fighting a different big organization within the city based on the time of year you choose to set your adventure uh, and you basically have to like there's the quest is that there's like a million gold dragons, which are the gold coins, mm. somewhere in Waterdeep, and you've got to race other organizations to be the first group to find it. And it's really cool. It's it there's a lot of stuff in it, and I think you kind of like I said, it's level one to five, so it's quite straightforward. That for me is a really really good. It's a great starting adventure, and it's honestly it's the first adventure I read through where I thought, oh. I fully understand what's happening here. Some of the other adventures, uh, particularly, we'll say Horde of the Dragon Queen, Tyranny of Dragons, I kind of look at them and honestly, they're a little hard to follow. Mm. Wizards of the Coast have refined their writing style in recent years. And honestly, that's the first one I looked at. I'm like, that's a great starting adventure. I I, uh... I cannot recommend it enough. I think another one that would be a solid as well if you don't want to use those starting adventures and you are willing to put in a a little bit of money into it would be uh, Icewind Dale. Um, Ryan Frostmaiden. Very cool. They, yeah. That's got some really cool low level. I think they. I think that's they've got like it's built for like level one to eight or one to ten. I think isn't it something like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's for well, a relatively low level, but it it, it would it have it would it for sure has quests that will get you from level one all the way up through to like level five easily. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I th- I do think it's really cool out ones. Ten too. is what they recommend or something. Yeah, but it's... they've got some cool creepy horror-ish yeah. elements in it not, not very horror but and some horror elements there's some, it's a really interesting setup as well in that um you're basically traveling between 10 towns completing different missions for different with different npcs and that'll have different results um so that would be that would be one that i, w- I would recommend as well um if you're looking for something and an alternative like pre-written one to five adventure yeah absolutely uh icewind dale is fairly new and honestly actually follows a similar format in terms of how the dm running it mm-hmm. will uh will have to approach it um and that is it has a similar layout to dragon heist in that sense uh so it's super easy to follow as well 
Um, the next level of buy-in that I was kind of looking at. Uh, so obviously that's that's either free if you just want to pick up the rules online and use a a dice roller in Google or something like that. Dead easy. Takes all of you know mm-hmm. twenty minutes to get set up. Um, other than that, or or you can pay twenty quid to get the starter set, which you know gives you a few extra bits, uh, including that Lost Minds of Fandelver. Uh, the next level would be buy the three core books. Yeah. So that's your player's handbook, your monster manual, and your dungeon master's guide. Uh, player's handbook obviously tells you all the different players' options, gives you way more races and classes you can play from. Absolutely. You get Dragonborn, Tiefling, you get Paladin, Barb, Warlock, everything like that. Um, and then the monster manual gives you way more monsters that yes. are included in the, in the free rules. There's a good selection in there. And then the Dungeon Master's Guide. I, you could almost argue the Dungeon Master's Guide isn't even really that necessary. Um, I think if you have, especially if you have the free rules, they take some bits from the mm. Dungeon Master's Guide and pop them into the free rules on just generally running the game from behind the scenes. Um, but you could get away with not, not having that. And Yeah, you could, yeah. Yeah, um, I would still recommend it. Oh yeah, but... totally. That's, that's all I was going to say is that I still I still think that like if you're if you're if you're going to that level where you're going where you're willing to buy at least two of those books, that's like putting like around forty quid down, um in euro yeah. anyway, uh for um for these two books, um if you're willing to do that and you're willing to put that money in it and you can afford to do it, I would absolutely recommend um adding the DMG the Dungeon Master's Guide, uh into that because while you can argue that it's it's not necessary particularly if you have the free rules that have some advice on dming and stuff like that um i still think it's it's very good particularly if you're not going to do a pre-written adventure and you're going to build your own world and work off that uh it's got a lot of really really good both advice and example cultures example like pantheon absolutely and like a bunch of other really good advice on stuff like making magic items creating encounters balancing encounters um so if you're I, i would say if you're going to that level of commitment and you can actually you and you can afford to do it definitely pick up the three books oh yeah if you're good if honestly if you're gonna buy two buy the three um and I, like you like you never like it, it's it's not like it'll ever be as long as fifth edition is still a thing like the dmg is still accurate and in date they, they add yeah. little up, updates to it and little extra editions in like supplemental adventures or new books that come out but like i've had the same dmg since like 2015 <laughs> mm. and it's um, been battered <laughs> you know, oh yeah mine's, in, mine's starting to come apart well not quite but i i'm like i try not to handle it too much because i know what if i do it's gonna come mm. apart very soon um, but yeah, I mean, like you can pick up those three books. Um, you can you can you can splurge and get your own set of dice each. You know, um, actually, there's plenty of people that do them online. Whether you want to go to Amazon or I'm particularly fond of Dakota Irish. Yes, um, Dakota Irish is. I would highly recommend. Um, really, really good quality stuff. I'm great for like gifts as well. I bought I bought a bunch of Christmas gifts this year from that guy. Um, yep. Something Same. I actually I bought a yard dice from him. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. It was, and it rolled, he, he made it rolled like a well with too. Us, didn't he? Sorry. <laughs> he made up like a bandit with us. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what a uh, thought occurred to me there when you were saying it. Um, so if you if you're okay with not having the physical books, a recommendation I I I would make that can I could actually work out cheaper for everyone involved. Uh, if you. Uh, get D and D Beyond, which is uh, Dungeons and Dragons official app uh, slash player website app, I guess. Um, but you that that's got 
everything on it to like build characters. I think actually, if you go on D and D Beyond, the basic rules that we were talking about earlier are included in that. So yeah, you can yeah, use you, you can, can actually free use account D and D Beyond from the get go. Um, and they do include dice on that too. They have a, a virtual dice roller. And it's actually excellent too. I, I always use it playing virtually. Um, they have that on that as well. So um, with D and D Beyond, uh, just saying, uh, if you wanted to like try and minimize cost, you can. If you're if you create a campaign as a DM, you can share uh, content with your players. So if all of you wanted to go in together on like the three books. And everyone pays for the three books together, and you like split it into split it into x like between x number of people. You can kind of like minimize the the cost there, um, and then just have like whoever's the DM buys the books, and then you can like content share with them then. And then if you lay at a later, you're good to go basically then. And then at a later stage, if you decide you want your own books, you can add them to it. But of course, you just you just won't have the physical thing. You'll have it digitally. But that has its own benefits in that. You can carry like I love having digital books. I love having like I love having like ten books on this. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, yeah. It makes uh, it makes uh, the life of a traveling DM a lot a lot easier. Yeah, I was I was thinking about it earlier on, and like I I often wonder if I was to start playing now, would I would I get just the digital copies? Because that's mm. the one downside of it is you're kind of better off committing one way or the other. Because otherwise you're you're doubling down. Yeah. You're buying the, each book twice. Um, I already had 10, 10 plus of the books by the time D and D Beyond roll around, um, and it's a great tool. And honestly, mm -hmm. I, we we've been using it now this campaign, and I'm never going back. It's, yeah, oh, totally. it's so helpful. I can see all of your stuff. Like I'm the dungeon master. I can see all my players' stats and stuff. I don't need to be messaging you saying, "Hey, what's your con mod?" And all mm. this sort of stuff. Or, hey, uh, how much health points do you have after the last fight? I can just go and check it. Um, it's really, really great like that. Or, hey, how does that ability that Martin has work again? I want to check that for an upcoming fight. And I'll just go onto his page and check it. Um, it's really helpful. That isn't and... ominous. <laughs> how many health points does Martin have? Five? Lots. Lots. The answer is lots. Enough. <laughs> five, five will be enough. Yeah, sure. He'll make it. Whatever. Um... <laughs> um... But yeah, like, sorry, I, I often think, like, would I just go straight digital? And knowing what I know now about D&D Beyond, mm. I would. Yeah, I think I, I would I, I'm the kind of person that likes having the physical copies as well. I really, yeah. really do. Um, I have them all on display in my, in my in the next room over, and I really love that. And I will continue to buy them to, uh, physically. Yeah. But I'm also going to buy them digitally because I love what I get out of D&D Beyond. And actually... I don't even have all of them on D&D Beyond. Um, Gavin, who's also in our game, yeah. uh, has a bunch of them as well, and he has shared them. You could even buy different ones each. Yeah, you might totally. say, I'm interested in this book, or I want to buy this adventure, but you don't want to buy that adventure. You can share them with each other as long as you're in the same campaign. Um, and you can play adventures that only one of you has bought in a group of four or five, you know? Yeah, it's it's like... Uh... I'm the same as you. Like when I started off playing, like D and D Beyond wasn't a thing. We had an unofficial player app that we used, um, and oh, so I have well. like so. Oh, it serves very well. So yeah. I have like five or six. I think I think I have the three core that we we're talking about. And then I think I have like Mordenkind's Xanthar's, and Frost King's Thunder. That's the Storm King. Yeah, Thunder. Sorry, yeah. Storm King's Thunder. Um, so I had them, but I actually went and rebought all those um, on D and D Beyond, and the reason I was okay with it was one for the utility of it, just being able to bring those around because I, I do travel to like a player's house to DM when we're DMing in person. Um, and like lugging six books is a bit of a chore. So just to have it all on my phone or my laptop, whatever I bring with me, 
Super, super handy. Um, <coughs> oh, excuse me. But yeah, I think absolutely um, both saving on space and on money because quite frequently D&D Beyond will do really like amazing sales around like the holidays yeah. or New Year. I think they do a summer sale as well. Like you can pick up if 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 you if you get the right books and the right sale and the right discount is running, you can pick up like a a, a lot of books. I actually I have every book that's out on D and D Beyond so far. Between a sale or I picked up an absolute crap ton of them, and just another and you did it in that same sale and like yeah. your and I'm in your campaign, so you have content sharing that. So between what I have and what you have, I have literally every book covered. And, and uh, they do bundles so as well. Oh yeah, totally. They, uh, yeah. they 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 do all the core books which have classes, races, stuff like that, uh, and they they pair them together and they do do that, oh, that bundle at a discounted price. And they do a legendary bundle as well, which is yeah. literally everything. everything. If you wanted to buy all twenty something books or whatever there is, and uh, that's expensive, it's a lot yeah. of money. But if it, you want to do it, by all means. I think there isn't um, there some crazy one where it's like it's it's even more than a legendary one. It's like you get everything, and you also get everything that will ever come out. Oh, I don't know about that. I wasn't. I, I <laughs> that, might be thinking be... of a. I, I might be thinking of a different thing. Sorry. <laughs> no, maybe. But like that, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of it. Like you know, um, once you get to this point now, where you're going to bind those three core books, uh, whether you decide to do it digitally or physically, uh, whatever you're going to preference. Uh, like I said, regardless of whichever way you want to go, D and D Beyond's a great tool. Can't recommend it enough. Absolutely fantastic. Um, but uh, but then after that, you can just buy books at your own leisure. You know, I mean. Totally. Uh, I have a lot of the adventure books. I've never once ran any of those adventures. I've read through them, but mm-hmm. never ran them because I, I mostly want them for inspiration for my own homebrew or I want them for the monsters and extra magic items you get, which isn't yes. a lot, but it's a little bit. Uh, very, you pick up some very, very cool magic items in, in certain adventure yeah. modules. Yeah, there's some great stuff. like um and, and monsters as well. There's some really, really good ones in uh, uh, Tomb of Annihilation, for example. You get this, some great like yeah. jungle-based monsters, which are really cool. I, I, I love Descent into Avernus, personally, because it's it's just so metal. Descent into Avernus <laughs> has some just utterly brilliant stuff in it. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's so... When I heard they were doing it and they were describing it as... Uh, as like Mad Max ish, I was I was like I'm there. Yeah. I'm so fucking there. For it's anyone unfamiliar, it, it, it's 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 basically like Mad Max in hell. Yeah, I would say it's like Fury Road. They have yeah. all these huge demonic vehicles that are trudging through this uh, hellish wasteland and stuff. It's it's super super cool. It's great. Uh, but yeah, that's so that's kind of like an, an, an what I would call like an entry level. Yeah. Um, you know, you have the bare minimal, and then if you're if you're willing to go, hey, I'm a person that plays D and D. You can commit by buying those three books and whatever other books you feel you want at that point. I would also just um, like a word of warning is to just don't like if it's your first time playing, definitely get the free stuff first and maybe try your first game with the free stuff first. And maybe don't spend like 60 euro dollars, whatever, on uh, on these three books only to play it a game and go, oh, wow, I really don't actually like this. I don't, yeah. I don't think that would happen personally because I think if you're if you're anyway inclined to play D&D and then play it and have a good experience with it, you'll probably yeah. like, I want to play this all the time. Um, but yeah, I would just say, yeah, definitely maybe test the waters with free stuff first. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, even, or play it, play it, play it. Oh, God, I can't fucking speak. Uh, okay, <laughs> play with like uh, the free stuff or if you know someone who runs yes. the game and they already have the stuff, if they run a game for you and you play in their game and you're like, oh, I really enjoyed this. I'd like to Dungeon Master myself. That's what happened with me and that's kind of what happened with you as well. Okay? Absolutely, yeah. We played in a game that someone else ran and they were like, we really enjoy this. We'd like to run our own story. Uh, and we did that. We started our own games. 
Um, that's also a great way to do it as well if you have friends. But if, if you're the first person in the group, mm. the very first person in your friend group who's like, guys, I heard of this thing called Dungeons and Dragons. I'd like to try and play yeah. it. You can be the person to download the free rules. Fair warning, you're probably also going to be the person who's running the game. <laughs> for <laughs> life. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, Connor. Dungeon Masters are, are Dungeon <laughs> Masters for like, hey, I don't mind. I, yeah. I was, I, I was going to bring it up as well because like, honestly, it can seem like maybe from the outside like oh if you're the dungeon master you're running things so you're not really playing or having mm. fun or you're having fun oh no it you is one of the play. most rewarding things in the world i always describe it as like so there's there's like because i four i have a party four so okay so if anyone there is ever, is ever like oh joe you're the dungeon master do you not like so do you not get to play and i was like oh no there's only four characters in this game i don't get to play and they're the players. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Because you play every other NPC yeah. and every bad guy and everything else. You absolutely get to play. And it's so fun. And it's great when you plan something or work something out. And then you're like, oh, this is really, this will be really good. And my players are going to love when they find out that this person is actually mm -hmm. this person. And then when you see the reactions on their faces, because they're like, oh, you see the disguise self drop. And the person under the the illusion is actually the person who sent you on the quest and they're the bad guy and blah 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 and then and they're actually cake they're actually what <laughs> they're actually cake oh cake oh yes oh my god yes <laughs> i'm tired it took me a second to get that uh, it's grand it's it's a dated meme at this stage yeah <laughs> but uh we, we recorded this in 2019 <laughs> <laughs> oh god no please i don't want to live through 2020 again no uh put us in put ourselves into like a medically induced coma for the full year to skip over um but yeah and then there is what i like to call the committed level of playing dnd which i think yes. we're both at yeah where yeah everyone buys their own custom miniatures from hero forge and then we also <laughs> buy miniatures that we either paint or, or yeah. get pre-painted personalized we get, dice. We get dwarven forge uh pre-made terrain which costs an absolute fortune um and we blow all of our money on on dungeons and dragons uh that's that's the addict level that's where we're at <laughs> i prefer the time the term dice goblin dice goblin yes <laughs> I, I i'm on my dice no not those dice those are bad dice yeah i love i love me those shiny math rocks <laughs> yeah shiny <laughs> math rocks that's it uh yeah i honestly if you're a person who if I'm being perfectly honest, I don't know why a person who has never played D&D would be listening to episode 5 of our podcast, of all things. But if you're a person who is who is watching this, um, and you're like, D&D seems interesting, or I'd like to play, or whatever, oh, just just do it. Just jump yeah. in. Get Download the free rules. Get a couple of your friends together, you know, by force if you need to. Come on, be like, just play the goddamn game. Force force of will, we're, just to specify. Don't, don't kidnap anyone. Fun. Yeah, don't kidnap anyone. <laughs> no, don't. Uh, the Microflare podcast would like to state that we do not endorse killing or kidnapping anyone. <laughs> yes, absolutely, <laughs> categorically. But yeah, no, like except when they're your players in the game. Yes, that's okay. That's perfectly fine. Um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely try to convince two or three friends to get together. Say, I'll run the game, get the rules, have them make up a dwarf cleric and a mm -hmm. human fighter, elven wizard, and whatever, and then. Throw in a red dragon and boom, instant fun. Yeah, also, depending on level, also instant death. <laughs> like yeah, red, red dragon <laughs> might be a bit far for maybe your first encounter. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe start off with like 
Bandits. <laughs> Bandits, wolves are a classic. Uh, goblins, giant rats in the basement. That was the opening mission in the Fighters Guild in Oblivion. Ah, uh, yes. No, Bandits were, were, were the first, were my, were my guys' first ones, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Fight, yeah. IG fight zombies this campaign, and I think yeah. the first campaign was Crabs. Oh, was no, was it not like I think it was we went we went underground and then there was like a spider and then there were also like either yeah, giant lizards because I remember we had to fight giant oh, there lizards. Was. Yeah. There was there was like three giant lizards and then you got to the central chamber because you were told, Hey, there's some crabs making nests or yeah. whatever. I don't think crabs do that, but fuck it, why not? <laughs> um, <clears throat> my magic crabs make magic crab nests in the in the sewers. What what's not to get? Um and yeah, and yeah. Oh, you never, you never seen the sewer crab before? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I you fought the crabs and then I threw a second wave of enemies, which was uh zombies. Yes, uh, yes. Actually. Um Oh, good times, simpler times. Um <laughs> but yes. Uh so yeah, start start small and then it, you're all working up to climbing that mountain, killing the dragon that, that's nested at the top and stealing its its tons and tons of treasure. Um Martin. Mm-hmm. It is time for oh. the question of all questions. The ultimate. The, the ultimate question. The great Okay. This is not gonna seem as good as as it, as I bigged it up to me. No, you, you've, you've built it up now. You swing for the fences or, or nothing. Come on. Look, it's uh, <laughs> cards cards on the table. It's a it's an adequate question. <laughs> um, so I thought of this earlier, and I thought this is actually a very interesting topic mm-hmm. because we've been playing D anD D a long time, um, and this is a a take I don't know that we've ever discussed before. When it comes to damage types, yes, what damage types, if any, do you consider that can be non-lethal? Ooh, non-lethal. Or can can damage types? Can all damage types be non-lethal? Or can you specify whether you want to do? Uh, lethal, non-lethal in any attack. If you're casting a fire-based spell, does that always kill people? I'm I'm curious what your take is on this. Okay, first of all, like I said, it's a horribly disappointing question. I, no, I I actually quite like that question because uh, I'm I'm a nerd about these things, and uh, just because of how my brain works, whenever someone poses a question like that to me, I immediately jump to like the most extreme example to try and break the scenario. So immediately I went well. You can't say disintegrate is non-lethal. Yeah, I would yeah. say that's fair. Yeah, you know? But at the same time, I would say force damage in general could be. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, for me, I, I okay, disintegrate because it's disintegrate. It's in, uh, 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 what's the word, an exception to the rule. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, are, you are straight up erasing matter. Um, yeah. So I don't think that that could be. But I think it's perfectly fine if a... Because it's when I think of force damage, I think of like a lot of actual. It's like being hit with like yeah. an invisible wall. Kind of Impact wall. damage is almost what I think of it as. Exactly. Yeah. So like, if you wanted to cast Eldritch Blast, and that's more like a magical punch to the face than it is, mm. you know, disintegrating you. I think that's kind of fine. Yeah, like, I think that could be non-lethal. See, I, I think there's actually quite a, a lot of width to give players of saying with calling non-lethal stuff. Like I was saying, like to be honest, like a lot of them, a lot of the things that I would say, no, you can't do that non-lethally. Like if someone's like, I'm gonna cut his head, uh, extremes. If someone's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut his head off, or I'm gonna 
cut their that'd throat. Be full, yeah. That'd be full or, cutting up their yeah. head. Or like, I'm going to slash their throat, but I'm going to make it non-lethal. I was like, you better have fast hands to get on that neck wound then. <laughs> but like, you know, yeah, that, that's, yeah. It, as a general rule, anything bludgeoning, I'd say, you can do non-lethal. Yeah. Um, if, and if players want to get creative with that, like if they have a dagger, but they're like, okay, I'm going to flip the dagger the other way and I'm going to like crack them in the skull with the pommel to knock them out. Yeah, go for it. Absolutely. And I will absolutely let you roll sneak attack on top of that. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I say like most things, like anything I think that doesn't like in its actual spell description or damage description, say it yeah. like, because like, I think I'm immediately kind of jumping the spells here because with, with weapons, it's you basically have the three types: bludgeoning, piercing, slashing. Yeah, I think uh, blood, like you said, bludgeoning is a definite thing where you could be like, "That's that's that's like you know." Yeah. Most police have a form of baton or nightstick around the world. You know. Yeah. They're they're, they're they carry those because they're not a big fuck off sword. You know. Yes. They, they intend they're intended to be non-lethal. So I think that's fine. Uh, slashing and piercing. Like you said, it's different when you turn the barrel to hit them with the pommel. Yeah, that that's one thing. But or with the butt of your spear. But you know, can you shoot an arrow non-lethally? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. In the leg, kind of thing. Kneecap. Knee oh god, let's not open that kind of yeah. words. But <laughs> there's no, there are. But see, it's the problem with like non-lethal, right? In that, like, the, it's a fine line between non and lethal. You know. Um, so like if you're if you're an archer, you got to get real creative about how you're gonna knock someone unconscious with a piece with a piece of metal stuck to a piece of wood going very fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a if you ever played the the thief game that came out in yeah twenty something, they had a uh, blunt arrows. Which yes, is interesting if thing. someone if if the character they're like shooting at is wearing armor, I'd actually give them a lot of leeway. Like if they have like a metal helmet on, and mm. someone wants to do non-lethal damage and like shoot them in the head with an arrow while they're while the person is wearing a metal helmet and just like rattle their brain around inside their head, um, because like, like physically it, it wouldn't work because the arrow would just deflect off the helmet because the head and the helmet has way more mass, um, and it's not the arrow ain't punching through the place. Um, well, then then you have the arrow, the bodkins, the, yeah. the helmet, and and rattling and making exactly noise. That's thunder damage. Then so that's a totally different. <laughs> but that's what I mean, like um. For for like so sort of like bludgeoning damage, I would say yeah wholesale, like unless you're hitting someone with a mountain, yeah you can specify non-lethal damage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh god, I cast earthquake non-lethal. I'm gonna drop this boulder on a guy. Yeah. <laughs> non-lethal damage. So, so what? Like okay. it lands on his ankle. <laughs> yeah, he's, well, I mean non-lethal, but he's he's alive, but he ain't yeah. living anymore. Um, but uh. Yes. Okay. So that's say, yeah. For force, weapons in general, in the general yeah. case for weapons, I would say yes, you can absolutely okay. specify okay. those as non-lethal because someone can lose consciousness from blood loss, but if you stop the blood loss, they won't die. That's fair. I think that's fair. I would. So maybe so I, there's it's a bit more nuanced to it, where like you're saying, it depends on the circumstance, and if you decide I'm going to shoot this person in the leg with an arrow to incapacitate yeah. them non-lethally. Um, do you then have to run up and make a medicine check so that person does yes. not bleed out? So I would say for something like slashing or piercing, if you're like, if you're trying, it, it's a bit of a contradiction of, of tactics because if you're trying to like knock someone unconscious, but you're like, I'm going to stab him in the face to knock him unconscious. <laughs> it's like, you'll definitely knock him unconscious, but they'll probably very quickly progress from unconscious to dead. Like, um, yeah. 
so I would say, Joe, if someone wants to do a thing, like Joe, it, I'm I'm think I'm thinking of in my head immediately. I'm drawn to like the old school samurai showdown, Joe, where the two guys pass each other. You see that there's a flash on the screen. They both stand. Yeah. One of them goes down. Then, like I would say, like if you wanted to do that and then immediately run over and like do a medicine check on them, yeah, I, I would say yeah. If you want to do like flashy non lethal damage like that, that's no problem. Um, so it, it, I think it's in general yes for weapons, and then once you but once you're on active spells, as it is with all of the, the stuff, gets a little more complex. Um, let me with, let me let me pose this one to you. Um, thunder, mm. sound damage. Um, I, I I was thinking about this one earlier. I think so. I think you could very easily do non lethal thunder. In fact, like you know, sound oh, like flashbangs and stuff in real life are used to disorient and and stun people. Totally. I think I think you could totally do a sound based. Um, non-lethal damage, you know, cast a thunder wave or something like that. Yeah. And say that's non-lethal. By like, the way. you know, thunder in its just in its like just be in its description and just in what it is like both in D and D and in nature. It it's it's a concussive thing. Like it's it's a yeah. uh, like it rattles, it shakes things. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like if like like if a lightning bolt somehow managed to hit near enough, to you would like not like Joe or like even Joe, just like if we had like an actual clap of thunder like right in your ear. You're not mo- like that'll that like it's the same thing happens like pressure waves from explosives. It like blows out your eardrums, so your balance, yeah, is, yeah. your balance is shot. Your head is ringing. Your vision's probably go like you're probably seeing like so little suns starting to bloom in your vision. You know, you see, um, you see it in war movies the whole time where the grenade oh, goes yeah. off next door, the shell hits really nearby, and they look up and everything's blurry. Oh, totally. Like shell, wobbling. like shell shock is a great. Um, is it is a great like, idea like so yeah totally i would say like thunder absolutely lightning too like people people survive being hit by lightning you know that, that was that was my next question i was gonna ask okay i was gonna say what about lightning damage right like yeah like a taser and i was, I was purposely gonna lead you down the taser route yeah. and then go what about a lightning bolt that <laughs> yeah like i said i go straight for the extremes and i think in these questions but like <laughs> like like it's it's very rare to happen people actually being struck by lightning bolts but like there's more than like you can count on one hand of people who have survived being struck by lightning. No, it's yeah. not like it's probably not fun. <laughs> like I think no, I saw those, those uh, vein scars that run up your body. Those are really cool though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty metal. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I, I do remember hearing a story about a guy got hit by like, he got hit by a lightning bolt out jogging in a thunderstorm, and it he was wearing a cross on a chain, and it melted the metal of the chain into the skin of his neck. Like he has a he has a silver ring around his neck now, from where the chain melted in. Like that's like something you see in Cyberpunk. Very. Where you have the little like implants, like silver and gold implants <laughs> on your skin. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, like uh, I I I would totally say you can you can like non lethal lightning if you call it. And uh, again, is if you're willing to run up and immediately like make a medicine check to try it. Like particularly if you're offering to do that. Like can I use like if, if a player was like, can I hit this guy like a fourth level lightning bolt? But I want to make it non-lethal and to do so i will i'm willing to run up and, and try a medicine check and like i'd be like yeah totally and if that medicine check fails i'm marking down a death save like and i'm like right you've yeah. one you've 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 two more shots but one shot if you really badly mess this up you have one shot <laughs> like, all right what about uh what about cold damage can you give someone uh non-lethal frostbite i'm pretty sure it's like f- I think you can like physically pass out if you get too cold. Like hypothermia is a thing. Like. Yeah, yeah. You you keep, I mean, like hypothermia is something you can 
you can suffer from but come back from like frostbite yeah. obviously is very long-term oh, damaging yeah. you can lose limbs and stuff but you could probably like hypothermia someone but a, a cone of cold yeah i would I'm, I'm, actually i'm, I'm picking spell. all the big fuck you spells all oh, the yeah. spells you cast cold, when you're oh. like i'm really sick of this baddie cone of cold fireball or fireball lightning bolt they're all the big yeah. big ones yeah uh yeah i would think cold could work like, totally. like a quick blast and suddenly all the heat is just sucked in your body if, you, if you've ever if you've ever been like really really proper cold to the point where you're shaking and you mm -hmm. can't like you can't lift your arms or move uh, or you can't even think like you know it's like a shock from the cold as well yeah. i would say that works. that works pretty well anyone who's ever jumped into like a glacier lake there you go go like, swimming on christmas day um, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, like what about uh what about fire can you non-lethally <laughs> scorch someone i think that's another one that depends on the spells right because firebolt, maybe, yeah, I would say maybe the the cantrip firebolt, because it uh, it specifically says it doesn't set anything on fire to people wear. Yeah, it's more like a blast that kind of yeah. fizzles out almost straight away. Yeah, yeah, it's more just yeah, it's more just like a bar. It's a burn thing, and like people can pass out from pain. So like, yeah. if you were if you were to like burn someone bad enough that they just like passed out from the pain. Um, I, I, I would be willing to, again, willing to allow people to be like, yeah, not need to the firebolt. But, like, immolation, I would say no. I was going to suggest immolation. <laughs> that literally says you set someone on fire, though. They yes. That sets them on fire, and they take half. So it's normally 8d6, which is the damage of a firebolt. Yeah. Or fireball, I should say. Um, And then on subsequent turns, they continue to take 4d6 every single turn. So yeah. that person's on fire, and even when they pass out, they are continuing to be burnt, like... And, you know, even Fireball, I'd be tempted to be like, okay, almost, almost. Mm. Like, I, 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 I'm going back and forth on it in my head now as we talk about it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find your line for some of these. I want to yeah. see, where, where, see like, where you'll draw the line. I'm just trying, like, because, right, Fire, the reason, right, the reason I'm going back and forth in Fireball, right, to give some logic to why I'm kind of wishy-washy on this, Fireball is a third level spell, which mm -hmm. in reality is fairly low. It's a low enough level spell. Uh, it's also just a burst of flame. Like, there's no explosion. There's no concussive force. Like, That's it's, not how I play it. <laughs> if you read the rules, it, as it says, it's just a burst of flame. There's no explosion. There's no concussive force to it. Like, you can't use... You couldn't use fireball to take down a castle's walls. It's like a, it's like a wash of flame as yeah. opposed to... It's not... It's a wash of flame over as opposed to the bombs that are placed in a drainage ditch of Helm's Deep, which had a explosive shockwave. Yes, that, that's exactly. more similar to thunder actually when you think about it yeah absolutely um like i i wouldn't say like you know so i'd say like if it's like a third level fireball maybe yeah i would be like <laughs> cool but if you're like ninth level fireball i'd be like ashes he turns to ashes yeah yeah <laughs> like, i mean if so, you're if you're if you're pumping that much damage into it and that's what, I'm, that, what i was thinking about with lightning bolt as well third level lightning bolt's pretty hefty yeah but you could argue that you're just trying to like electrocute them to the yeah. okay electrocute actually means death now i think about it but you want to shock them to no the you, you can get electric you can get electrocuted without dying does does they does it not by definition you can you can, if, you if can die electric from electrocution but like you can get electric like i suppose uh, this is not an important discussion yeah clearly we and neither neither of us are scientists either um but yeah, like I think, I think most stuff can be non-lethal. 
and it's just in the extremes you need to make it a call as you see fit as the dungeon master yeah there's other but ones i'm looking at here if you have other examples i'm more than happy to test my limits <laughs> well I, I, there's a couple here that i think like psychic is like you could like oh totally mind stun someone totally. until they are unconscious and um, you could do poison and you could the poison could be almost like drow poison like drow poison where you you get knocked unconscious because you've been poisoned yeah um there's one that I find very hard in any capacity to say this is non-lethal, and that's acid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, do you know, like... Like, I'm, even acid splash, which is a cantrip, you're literally, it, you're throwing yeah, acid at somebody. I'm, it's... <laughs> I, this is going to sound fucked up, but people also do say... <laughs> go on, go on. Right, acid splash, I... Acid... Mm-hmm. No, actually, yeah. If you're if it's the killing blow, if it's the thing that takes the person to zero with acid, I would say no. You cannot specify non-lethal acid damage. <laughs> there, I got it. I found the line. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I was about to say it, and then like every picture I've seen of someone who has been burned with acid flashed through my mind, and I was like, no. Do you know what? No, that's the worst thing you could do to someone. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have. I I built an NPC for my players to. For, uh, to accompany a play, my player's animation and she's an eldritch knight and I put Tasha's cast, caustic brew Ooh, nice. on her spell list because I just want to see how it works but like if you just just the idea of just basically holding your hand up and doing like a constant stream of acid on someone that's horrifying I would like set me on fire or blow me up don't fucking melt me with acid like <laughs> yeah I mean like a lot of the other spells when you look at them when you look at like cold fire lightning yeah, a lot of a thunder. A lot of them will, like I don't know. Necrotic damage is another one I would struggle. I would struggle with actually. I was gonna say it in a minute. Yeah, necrotic damage is like you're literally, you're it, necrotic damage is the definition of inserting death into yeah. someone. Like you know, uh, by whatever means you do that, whatever spell. But I'm like, yeah, you're literally like you're you're injecting them with death. How would you um, like to insert death? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of different damage types there that can be. Kind of, they're, obviously, they're all designed to be destructive to monsters and players, mm. but some of them are more or less destructive to environments. Yeah. You've seen Alien. Acid just eats everything. It oh, just yeah. burns. Like, if you cast a fireball in a courtyard, everything will get kind of scorched and black. But it'll yeah. be fine. A forest obviously will yeah. burn down. It's like an instant thing as well. It's just like, <laughs> and then it's gone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, 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 it cinders out immediately. Um, like Tasha's, if I remember, I haven't actually read the spell in a bit now. Is Tasha's the one where you maintain a constant stream yeah. turn to turn? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're <laughs> the fire hose of acid. It's so fucked it's, up. It's so brutal. And like, jeez, and like that, that's how you breach into a castle. Imagine being outside of a door of a castle and they have it sealed from the inside. Oh, yeah. and you're like, that's no sweat. And then Tasha's uh, caustic spew or whatever. What's it called? Tasha's what? Tasha's caustic brew. Caustic brew. And uh, and then you literally just go right fire hose, and you're just like dreaming acid all over the walls the doors coming yeah. down in minutes like like if you were a spellcaster who specializes in acid one respect <laughs> that's unusual two really find help <laughs> like yeah. you may have issues you do not realize <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i thought about it because there's a there's a couple more acid based spells now oh and yeah i thought hmm. well i always think about it from the melf's uh, acid arrow melf's acid arrow acid splash uh but i mean like I've always thought about it from the perspective of playing an alchemist, in, mm. like an artificial alchemist. I'm like, you'd have to take all the acid spells. It's science, so you got to have some acid there. 
it's science. Like, it's, it's science. So you know, uh, insert some acid. You'd you'd have insert to take you'd have to take acid. It's science, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's going on a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's honestly, it's. Yeah, I, I was kind of curious, Martin. These are a lot of things. I, I came up with this thing. I thought about it. I was like, do you know what? I think it's, like you said, it's very circumstantial. Yeah. If you're going to if you're gonna cast a ninth level lightning bolt, you're trying to kill that person. Yes, but absolutely. if you want to cast a lightning bolt at its base level or witch bolt or something like that, you can kind of p- pull it off like it's, a, it's, a, it's an extra strong taser. Yeah. Uh, likewise and, with a lot of other ones there as well and also you have to take into account that sometimes the things you're fighting are a lot bigger than humans and would require uh, like yeah. obviously a lot of the time you're fighting monsters you're probably going to end up killing the monster uh, but if it's like a capture mission or something and like you're fighting like uh, you have to fight I don't know something something big you did a, you did a capture mission in oh the Etten giant before. yeah the Etten wasn't it the it, it was an Etten wasn't it the two headed giant no, no, you fought one in the in the oh, Coliseum sorry. in the first campaign. Yeah, uh, but you had to go and capture a stone giant. Yes, yeah, from the mountains, and you, that was an unlethal capture for a monster. Yeah, yeah, like there's a reason why cows aren't bothered by the fucking electric fence, and if one of us grabs a hold of it, we start screaming. It's because they're they're way bigger and their hides are thicker. So if you apply the same logic to like a stone giant or a dragon, it's like, yeah, if you want to like non-lethally drop something with a like a, a, an eighth level lightning bolt but it's a huge creature i you know what i I'd, I'd, I'd give it a good consideration probably allow it like. yeah yeah absolutely definitely uh but martin i think that's all the time we have for today well that actually went that went really quickly i wasn't expecting that, that. Went really quick i know yeah. yeah i was uh we've we've been kind of out of practice because we took a bit of time off over the uh over the holidays indeed happy um, new year everybody happy new year everyone hopefully this one will be well, look, let's be honest. It can only be better. It's all uphill from here. <laughs> I, I, went, I went a little downhill starting here, but we're going back up again. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> uh, my car died two days in a row, um, so it's been a fun start to the year. But at least we have D&D, Connor. At least we have D&D. Oh, right. Do we even have that anymore? <laughs> hey, virtually. With the, virtually. With the way lockdowns go on. Yeah, virtually. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I'm ending this on a really somber note. I'm fine, by the way. I'm grand. Don't worry about me. I'm tired. It's me. It's like it's like twenty past ten. Late. Can you guess which one of us enjoys DMing virtually more, audience? <laughs> I like being in person. I have minis I need to use. I spent money on those. <laughs> If you have any questions you'd like to ask, stories you'd like to share, or topics you would like us to cover, please tweet us at MikeClairsPod on Twitter. Uh, you can also find, also find our podcast on YouTube and Spotify. Indeed. Uh, Martin, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at so sorry it's over, and that should be right there in the corner. Um, our own, uh, as Connor mentioned, our own account at, at MikeFlairsPod should also be down in the bottom right-hand corner there. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at ArtOfMart. Uh, and you can also find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Mert. That's M-U-R-R-T. Where can people find can, you? You can find me here on the Mike Creative Podcast and on Twitter at Zero Point Connor, Z-E-R-O-P-O-I-N-T-C-O-N-O-R. One end, very important. Single I say I say on the Mike Flores podcast because you've like three things, and I'm like I'm just on Twitter. <laughs> so I feel I feel like I need an extra thing. So thank you all for joining us. Um, And we'll see you guys next time. Cheers, guys. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. Happy New Year.